Welcome to the UP Notable Books Club, brought to you by the Upper Peninsula Publisher and Authors Association. John Schoenaher won the 1988 Caldecott Medal for U.S. Children's Book Illustration, recognizing Owl Moon by Jane Yolen. He was posthumously inducted by the Science Fiction and Fantasy Hall of Fame in 2015. Schoenaher may be best known as the original illustrator of the Dust Jacket Art of Dune. He had previously illustrated the serializations of the novel in Analog, an endeavor that secured him a 1965 Hugo Award for Best Professional Artist. Shona Hare was very well known as a wildlife artist and children's book illustrator, with over 40 books to his credit. And I would like to say welcome to everybody who's on the call tonight. And I would like to introduce you to Jan, who is going to be giving a talk um, about the book, The Big Island, oh. uh, the story mm -hmm. of Isle Royal. But what we do usually, Jan, before you get started, is we always have Victor give us, you know, Victor, um, the Crystal Falls District Community Library, along with UPA, which is the Upper Peninsula Publishers and Authors Association. We are the ones that sponsor these events. And so because of that, we have a chance to advertise. So Victor, would you like to advertise any UPA goings on? I don't, that didn't sound right. Any UPA happenings? <laughs> Thanks, Evelyn. I would. Uh, this we're, There's still time to register for our annual spring conference. This is our big event. It will be June 10th in Marquette at the beautiful uh, Peter White Library. It's one of the Carnegie Libraries. I mean, it it it, it looks like a museum. It's, it's a beautiful location. And uh, we'll be featuring uh, our keynote speaker, Marty Ackett, who is the Poet Laureate of the Upper Peninsula. And he will be... Uh, providing a song and uh, and entertainment about uh, Bigfoot, which is one of his passions. Wow. <laughs> That'll get us rolling. And we have six breakout speakers. Uh, we have breakout speakers on adding humor to your writing. Uh, Self-publishing 101 is another one of our popular things we do every year. We have Brandy uh, Thomas will be giving a short uh, workshop on getting started with audiobooks. And we have uh, illustrator Carrie Pearson. We'll be talking about how writers can work with illustrators effectively. And later on in the afternoon, uh, we'll have cover designer Laura Smith coming all the way from Calumet on how to make a book cover that really fits your book and can make it move. And we'll also, we're really excited because we're authors to have a panel of three different booksellers from around the UP that are gonna explain how authors can work with bookstores effectively and get their get people to read their books because that's what we're about, right? Yeah. So uh, it's only $40 and you get a, a year's membership in Yupa and the conference all for one low, low price and it's free. It's the best deal you're going to find anywhere <laughs> in the UP. Absolutely. <laughs> and when you're a member, you can, you can also contribute uh, short stories to UP Reader our annual anthology, that's all included in the membership. And uh, we're really excited. So thank you, Evelyn. You're welcome. And if I can just add to anybody who's listening today who happens to be an author, I think it's really important to maybe go to that breakout session about how to make a, a good cover. Because as a librarian, you know, you spend a lot of your day ordering books and you, you do judge the book by the cover. <laughs> really do. You know, so there's so many books coming at you and you, and that's, it's key to have a good cover. 
Yeah. One author, a local author, as a matter of fact, she started a series and the cover she had was, I thought, fine. And she went ahead and had a new cover and it was, ooh, you know, so it, it, it matters. Your covers matter. So I think that's a great session there to have, Victor. And mm -hmm. I do hope you get a lot of people out for your event. <clears throat> I will put it on the email to tell people to register. And without any further ado, I would like to again introduce you to Jan. And we are all anxious to hear about, you know, what you have to tell us about this book. This oh. is the first time we've ever had a speaker talk to us about a book that was not the author. Oh, well. <laughs> going down in history sort of yeah okay. default um well i i um in in as a way to familiarize people with the book i i wound up scanning the whole thing um and i don't know if uh, uh uh, you'd want to read it uh, out loud, um, or um, uh, or or read it silently to yourselves. <laughs> but uh, um, uh, I thought it might be uh, a good way just to get people familiar yeah. with it, since I think that's a since, great uh, idea. Yeah. So um, so yeah, it's like I don't know if I. Um, if I'm if I'm quite the 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 uh, the the read aloud type, so if you if you're willing, um, I'd be grateful <laughs> if you uh, if you might be willing to read it. Okay, um, I can. Uh, and then, um, would let's see, I can do this, and then we can have maybe. Do you have the pictures? Oh, I do. They're all uh, at the beginning. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Um, there you go. I I'm happy to read. So we have. The Big Island, a story of Isle Royal, written by Julian May, illustrations by John Schoenherr. How do you say your last name? Schoenherr. Schoenherr. Up north Next. is a big, oh. <laughs> yeah, turn. Oh, there we go. <laughs> is a big, deep lake. It was made long ago when a sea of ice melted. As years went by, the lake grew a little smaller and not so deep. A big island showed its head as the waters went down. At first, the big island had only rocks on it, but soon plant seeds came floating and blowing and green things began to grow. Animals came to the big island too. They came even though the island was far out in the lake. The beavers swam there. Some animals took a ride and found a new home. Some animals came in winter when there was ice on the lake. Other animals never came to the big island at all. They stayed on the other shore. The animals on the island lived together and some of them ate plant food. Other animals ate meat. There were never too many of any one kind of animal. Many years went by People came to the big island. They called it Isle Royal. One year, there was a very cold winter and the animals on the island did not care about the cold. They had plenty of food. Some moose lived on the shore across the lake and they were hungry. It was too snowy for them to find food. One large moose saw the island far, far away 
across the icy water. Maybe there was food there. Moose are good swimmers. And the large moose went into the water and began swimming toward the island. Other moose followed him. They all swam 15 miles across the cold, deep water. The moose saw food on the island. All of them began to eat. Later, when there was a lot of ice on the lake, more moose came to the island. They walked over the ice. Spring came. Each mother moose had a baby. One mother had two. The babies ate plant food. There was plenty for all of them. The baby moose grew up. They became new mothers and fathers. The meat eaters on the island could kill and eat small animals, but they could not kill the moose. Moose were too big and strong. Many years passed and there came to be hundreds and hundreds of moose on the big island. No meat eater could bother them. More and more moose were born each year and not all of them could find food. Many became sick. There were too many moose on the island. The big island became a park. The park rangers tried to feed the moose, but there were too many of them. The rangers took some of the moose away in boats. More moose babies were born. Soon there were just as many moose as before and all of them were hungry. Across the lake, other moose lived on the shore. A wolf pack lived on the shore with the moose. The wolves ate only meat. They were big and strong and able to hunt the moose. The crowded moose on the big island were starving. There were not too many moose on the shore because the wolves fed on some of them. One winter, a wolf pack hunted on the ice along the lake. Suddenly, the ice began to move. The ice became a boat and took the wolf pack across the lake to the big island. And the wolves could not get back. They had a new home. In spring, the people on the island found out about the wolves. The wolves were feeding on moose meat. They ate the very old moose and the sick moose, but they could not harm healthy moose. After a while, there were no longer too many moose on the big island. Those that were left shared the plant food. There was enough now for all of them to eat. You can go to the big island today and see many moose and perhaps wolf. The moose are healthy and strong. The wolves eat only those moose that are weak or sick. And the wolves and the moose and the other animals all live together. They all have plenty to eat. Thank you. Cool. So um, now I guess I will talk about the illustrator, my father. Um, uh, some background on him. He was born in Manhattan in 1935 and grew up in Queens, New York. Uh, despite or maybe because of living in the city, um, uh, he really connected with nature and enjoyed rock climbing uh, and caving, uh, camping and hiking. And he also liked to draw, um, especially animals, be they 
taxidermied ones at the Museum of Natural History or live ones at the Bronx Zoo. Um, and the Bronx Zoo uh, even commissioned him to illustrate uh, their map um, uh, early in his career. Uh, next slide. Next, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, eventually, uh, dad began in illustrating children's books, uh, which mostly featured animals like Rascal. Uh, next slide. And Gentle Ben. Um, but in the mid 1960s, dad was best known for his science fiction illustrations. Next. Uh, like this one from the novel uh, Dune when it was first serialized in, in Analog magazine. And in fact, it was his work in, in Analog that led to the Big Island. Next. In 1966, Alan Carr, the art director at Follett Publishing Company, sought Dad out by writing to uh, the art director at Analog magazine. Um, and if you can read it, he says, um, uh, we've been avid readers of Analog for quite some time and have become familiar with the beautiful work of John Schoenherr in your pages. We would very much like to get in touch with Mr. Schoenherr to discuss the possibility of his doing some book illustrations for us. So they forward, forwarded that letter to my father. Um, next. And it wasn't long before dad agreed to illustrate Julian May's uh, manuscript set in Iowa Wild State Park, um, National Park actually, in Lake Superior. Um, at that point, I guess he, he just says, I'm happy that you find our moose project interesting mm -hmm. um, and uh, discusses the various details of production. Um, now, my father had already uh, made a few pictures of moose, uh, like this one made for um, an adventure magazine in 1960, um, mm. which is fairly typical of the kind of stuff he was doing at the time. Um, and uh, next slide. Uh, this one for a Time Life book on North America, which he did in 1964. Uh, next, and this one for Reader's Digest in 1965. Next slide. And this one uh, for a book called The Phantom Setter by Robert Murphy in 1966. Um, but he'd never seen moose in the wild, and he knew he needed to visit Isle Royale in person. So in August 1967, he and my mom left my sister and me with our grandparents and they set off for the park and they drove as far as they could. Uh, next slide. Uh, but eventually they boarded a little float plane which flew them from the mainland to the island. Next. Um, and there's the, the plane in flight. Next slide. Here's my dad in the cockpit um, observing. Next one. And here's the island from, from the air approaching it. Next. 
Some are black and white, some are color. Next. Another. Next one. And finally, they landed. Next. And they unloaded their gear and got to work. Um, next slide. Here's my dad. Uh, he was 32 at that point, uh, overladen with cameras and, and other stuff. Um, next slide. Here's my mom. Uh, she was 28 at this time and often his assistant on such uh, excursions um, in the years before when they would go to the zoo together. Uh, she was in charge of riling up the animals so my dad could get good action shots in them. So um, she was an invaluable uh, uh, assist, uh, part of the, the process. Um, next slide. Uh, dad brought, you know, sketchbooks along and you can sort of see something uh, in the works, but um, mostly he and my mom uh, took photos. Next. Here's, here's my mom in the wild of, of uh, Isle Royale. Next. Here's picture. Here's, here's dad again. Um, so yeah, luckily my mom uh, was, was recording my dad uh, and dad, dad was taking pictures of her too. Uh, next. Here's my mom exploring an old cabin which might've inspired the picture of the old Algonquin trading post seen in the, um, maybe it wasn't Algonquin trading post, it could have been the Isle Royal trading post uh, in, in the picture in the book. Next one. And here's some random greenery. Um, next. And a shot of the, uh, I guess a beaver pond or marshy area. Next. And a, a scavenging fox. Um, next one. And here, it's sort of hard to see, but it's the paw print of a wolf. Um, though they apparently never met any of the wolves in person. So they may not have been as populous back in 1967 as they are now. Um, but uh, next slide, they did see lots of moose. Um, next slide. Um, as my father said, uh, cows and calves passed by our camp several times a day, but we wanted to see some bulls. Next. Um, it was their rutting season, he wrote, when they become somewhat aggressive. We found a steep rock face overlooking a beaver pond with a wading bull moose in it. And yes, through the clearing, you can almost see the, the moose far in the distance. Next slide. It was far away, but luckily dad could zoom in on it. Next. And watch it do its moose, moose business. Next. 
and next slide. And Dad said that um, from their hiding place, uh, he and my mother felt uh, very secure and out of reach, especially such a huge and ungainly beast. Uh, we felt less secure when the moose eventually left the pond and climbed the, the adjacent cliff like a ballerina. They look clumsy on the level, but are unbelievably graceful on broken ground. Next slide. Mm. Here he's, I guess, approaching, but they, <laughs> and next one. And this is a postcard my mom sent to my sister uh, saying, we are fine, busy taking pictures of the moose, beavers, and fox. It is cool, chilly at night, but not uncomfortable. We hope you're having ice time and helping grandma and grandpa. Someday we will all go camping when Jan is bigger. Um, and, and we did go camping when I was bigger. Next slide. Um, but if the photos from the indication, uh, dad couldn't get as close to the moose as possible. They're all kind of <laughs> hidden in the trees and stuff got, got in the way and, and whatnot. I guess he, he got a good sense of, of how they, they uh, moved around in, in the brush and in the water and on, on rock uh, faces and whatnot. Um, but uh, next slide. Uh, so after they flew away from the island, next slide. They stopped at the Milwaukee Zoo in Wisconsin to look at more moose. Uh, next slide. Sometimes very up close. Uh, <laughs> moose snout will attest. Um, next. But mostly moose out in the open. Next. Like this cow and calf. Next in the water. Next slide. Next. And, uh, next one. Swimming with ducks. Um, and out of the water, as in this next slide. Running along. Um, next. And, and also a bull, uh, moose, luckily, uh, both in the water. Oh, I didn't notice his, his, uh, a cow or a, or a calf next to him. Uh, next slide. There he is again. Not quite as robust as probably the ones he saw in Isle Royal, but uh, even so. Uh, next slide again. Uh, next one. And yeah, a year or so later, the, the Big Island was published for the first time. And this is what the jacket looked at that point. Um, I actually have the copy of it here and you can, it was a sort of a wraparound uh, thing so you could get the whole landscape in it. Um, 
and then as was my dad's custom for for a while if you uh, go to the next slide uh, he commemorated his uh, experiences uh, in Isle Royale on our family Christmas card um, that year um, and the the moose is chewing on a Christmas tree uh, by the way so and over the next few decades uh, dad returned to Isle Royale and to moose uh, next in his imagination at least um, and painted uh, this picture uh, and uh, a couple of others, which, which are the next few. So next slide. This is very much inspired by the, the, the marshes at Isle Royale. Next. And this one, very nicely textured and murky. Next. Another very misty one. Next one. And next one. This one's called Two's Company. Um, I don't know if it's specific to Isle Royale or, or uh, Canada or Alaska. Um, and finally, this last one, next slide, that one's called uh, Challenger. Um, and it's certainly one of my favorite paintings and, um, and really does sort of, I can, I can fully appreciate why he would have uh, wanted to return to Moose again and again over the years. He, he loved painting large mammals mostly, uh, especially bears, but uh, moose uh, and, and other uh, um, North American um, and, and African animals. But I think he was fondness of, of, of moose and bears just because of their um, sort of large mass qualities and, and uh, uh, just how unusual they they looked too so anyway that's my my history of of the big island um wow. so. yeah well yeah that's really i mean i don't know about the other people but i found that really kind of fascinating like <laughs> a neat backstory you know with everything you, you did a lot of work on that the pictures and the post thank you wow you yeah, being sort of the the family archivist, um, I've been trying to like <laughs> assemble and organize most of my dad's uh, uh, pictures and and records and and uh, papers with publishers and stuff like that. But it was still a bit of a challenge just trying to remember where everything was because um, it's <laughs> it's quite uh, uh, all which ways here, but. Um, uh, thank you. Thank you for your hard work. A lot sure. of times now we might open up the conversation to see if anybody had any questions. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, does anyone out there want to ask Ian some questions? I'm curious about uh, what kind of media he was using. I mean, some of it looked like watercolor earlier. And 
Yeah. Um, well, for his for the pictures in the Big Island, they were done when he was doing a lot of work, and he, actually, this was a technique he used in uh, his Dune illustrations, or at least some of them, where he would take a a piece of illustration board, which is basically heavy cardboard, and then uh, uh, prime it with gesso, um, which is how you prime canvas for painting. Um, and he would give it a bit of a, a texture by priming it with that. that. That was just the white on the on the board. And then he used a technique called dry brush, where you uh, stick it in, in ink or in paint and then wipe it off a little bit and and then kind of go lightly over the the surface of the board and it would uh, sort of give kind of unexpected textures and and things like that and then he would um, go back into it with a finer brush to get you know concord uh, 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 contours and details and um, uh, you know little hairs or, or leaves on trees or, or you know, uh, uh, fur and, um, you know, refine it a, a little more. But it was a, a, a way to um, uh, be kind of painterly, but, but still just be working in black and white. And then with this book, as with some other ones, the color was on different sheets of, um, I think he was using, uh, just like trace, sort of a heavy tracing paper. Um, and he would uh, kind of indicate the color. Uh, um, and then in production, they would, um, uh, you know, assign these different uh, uh, things, different colors to, um, they were, I guess, mostly just green and uh, uh, brown. Um, and it was, um, it, it sometimes the in production they wouldn't pick quite the right color so things could get a little murky um, but by and large the, the the finished product for for the big island turned out pretty well but the trouble is the because the pictures were done on a few different layers um, uh, they don't necessarily um, uh, present well in public, like you can't necessarily, you know, frame them and hang them up. Um, there's a couple illustrations that um, it's like the the cover uh, probably could could work out well because you know most of it's um, sort of defined, but uh, in certain cases it's just if if he was doing a lot of uh, uh, texture on the wolf's uh, fur would show but the green was all done on a separate layer so it wouldn't show up on that initial um, uh, piece of, of gessoed board so it um, it gets a little tricky trying to um, you know display these things or 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 um, you know knowing which ones you might be able to, to sort of you know exhibit um, but uh, anyway but yeah his his later work 
uh, I think his moose paintings, the, the later ones that I showed were mostly done in oil on, on canvas, uh, which was his preferred medium later on. Um, so, and the earlier things that I showed were sometimes he worked in scratch board, which was uh, again, kind of a, a coded uh, board that he could uh, work with a brush and a pen, but then also uh, scratch away at to correct or to create textures and things like that. So he was uh, kind of a master of a lot of different um, techniques and often it was based on uh, you know, what reproduced well um, um, and or or what he just felt the most kind of freedom with. So um, I think the illustrations for the Big Island and the oil paintings later were, were ones that he, he uh, could really just kind of, you know, get very gestural with. Um, he was a very, you know, confident uh, worker when he was in those mediums just because he could he could kind of mess around a lot but still you know make a very solid picture in the end so question i just wanted to know do you do any illustrating or any of this is it passed on to you i do um i i'm much different than my my dad but uh i i i have done a lot of children's books and and things like that but i i never quite had the uh the the knack or the the skill at at uh drawing animals uh so well i i tend more towards the the cartoony um thing than than my dad's stuff um mm -hmm. which in looking at these pictures and then at the others there he just had this um uh just instinct for just getting animals right um they feel so so convincing and natural um uh, and so yeah it's it's always nice to 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 see these things but he also was very fond of rocks and trees and um sky and uh just making you know complete um uh, worlds uh, with his pictures. Yeah, I I never realized the Dune connection. I I've oh, read yeah. all the Dune books. <laughs> yeah, of course I didn't come across them until about 1971 or 72. Yeah, so I'm yeah. not sure whether the illustrations they were using then were, were your dad's or not. Yeah, so, no. Uh, in certain cases, he did like. <laughs> When it was first serialized, he he was the first artist to to depict Dune uh, in the magazines, and then he did the first paperback cover and the first hardback cover, and oh. then um, uh, later on he didn't do the the mass market covers that were most familiar in mm -hmm. the um, in the mid seventies, um, but he returned to it every. A couple of years, either in the magazines or um, for the jackets of later copies of the book, uh, or the later copies of, of the books. I have some actually right here. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so like this was 
I have that one. Uh, yeah, this is 1984. I think he did uh -huh. that. And um, uh, this was the the first edition. Mm -hmm. um, so, wow. Uh, and <laughs> and in the uh, 1970s, he did the illustrated Dune um, mm -hmm. and a Dune calendar, things like that. So, um, wow. and even uh, some record album covers for uh, uh, Frank Herbert reading chapters of the of the book. Wow. So. It was, yeah, that was another one of those things that mm -hmm. uh, uh, just about the same time he illustrated The Big Island, he was, I guess he had he had worked on the first phase of Dune and it was, you know, something that he would revisit again over the next. That's uh, awesome. Five years. <laughs> Never yeah. knew. Yeah. Great. As a wannabe artist, I can really admire, you know, his technique. It's just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, I think, yeah. fortunately, <laughs> but uh, I like to dabble with it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's worth. I have a question. Mm -hmm. What, um, you know, I know that you were saying before that the Big Island. This was when you were very small. Mm -hmm. I. What was it like growing up with your father and mother? It sounds like you went on some adventures with them as they were creating. You know, as he was making books. Did you have? Yeah, well, we, um, my dad was a, uh, loved the Adirondacks, um, and we, we went, um, when I was little and, and sort of stayed in some of the same old lean-tos that, that he did up in the, the mountains. He actually, uh, uh, they had their honeymoon in Adirondack Lodge, uh, and climbed up Mount Marcy, um, and, uh, did other stuff when they were there. Um, I think my dad's engagement present to my mom was a pair of hiking boots. So she knew what she was in for. Uh, <laughs> and uh, my parents also went to uh, Iran in 1970 um, uh, and uh, photographed, you know, Ibex and uh, 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 wild boar and and other things like that um, and that was um, a, a pretty ambitious safari of his and and he also went to Alaska a few times and um, though as far as family trips uh, our main one was going out west when I was eight years old and we um, drove out um, uh, uh, stopping at various uh, caves um, and national monuments along the way um, and eventually went to Glacier Park and then down to Yellowstone and the Badlands and things. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes it was easier for my dad just to go off on his own with, <laughs> with these journeys because otherwise he would have some whining kids in the back seat uh, <laughs> but uh we we did i mean thinking back i i loved uh, the opportunity to 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 go these places but um you know in those days though we, we went out to um montana ostensibly looking for bear and we didn't see any 
because they just weren't there in the early 70s. Um, and um, so we were mostly seeing bighorn sheep and mountain goats um, and chipmunks. Uh, so, um, uh, but when my dad started to go to Alaska, he was able to, you know, scratch that 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 itch more. So. Mm -hmm. We have lots of bears now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. I'm I'm a little. <laughs> I don't know if I have the the fortitude to. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I remember at one point we were I think in Yellowstone and and we went out I, dad and i went out to get firewood and he saw a, a brown thing uh moving slowly in the distance and we took off running and then realized it was just an elk um, <laughs> so. i'm curious what you are working on now uh well what am i working on um, I've been doing a fair amount of uh, illustrations for, uh, say, middle grade and uh, young adult novels and things. Uh, I've done uh, several picture books, but I haven't done a picture book in, in quite a while, um, mostly for lack of ideas. Um, but I've been... Uh, 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 illustrating various uh, sort of fantasy um, novels and, and things like that. Um, and I've been trying to compile something of, of uh, a record of my dad's work, uh, maybe specifically to Dune or more broadly with his science fiction stuff or with his wildlife stuff. Um, and I'm also a, a uh, uh, in addition to all my involvement with 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 Dad's things, I'm I've been an obsessive uh, researcher and collector of of the work of Howard Pyle, um, the American illustrator who who taught uh, the Brandywine school of illustrators like N.C. Wyeth and Maxfield Parrish and Jesse Wilcox Smith. So that's another one of my obsessions that uh, has yet to manifest itself and you know things beyond you know blogging and and uh, um, you know researching and things but um, and you managed to keep busy in other words yeah yeah and yeah it's 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 uh it's hard just being interested in so many different things and knowing which 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 project to focus on because uh, uh, there's always something new to uh, uh, discover. Um, and as I, I was telling Victor before we went live, I, I uh, after my father passed away in uh, 2010, I uh, was organizing his uh, studio and found these shopping bags which I thought were just full of receipts for tax purposes, but I wound up finding uh, a complete record of all his early work from the first 10 years of his career. And a lot of it I'd never uh, seen or heard about. Uh, Dad didn't have copies of it. Um, and so that, that 
image of the uh, the moose with the man and its antlers was something an example of something that I had just never seen before um, until I got uh, found my father's records and started researching that stuff. And there's still, you know, dozens, maybe hundreds of things that I've have yet to track down. So. Wow. Amazing. Be like finding a treasure trove. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, having known my father better in the later parts of his career, I didn't realize how, how uh, meticulous he was at record keeping in the first uh, 10 years. Um, and then, you know, I guess kids and pets and mortgage and uh, stuff. Uh, he, he veered off the more uh, 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 diligent track of, of writing down everything that he did. So mm -hmm. it's been, it's been, it's been a chore trying to, you know, piece <laughs> it back together, but it's, it's, I, I live for this kind of thing. So he left it just for you. Yeah, I guess he, so. knew, you do, he, would, he knew you would do it. Yeah, yeah. your sister. I didn't know. You, yeah. did, is your sister? <laughs> does she share your your enthusiasm for putting a, whatever together that you're going to a memoir or something? Yeah, I think so. Um, I've I've had more uh, sort of um, more of the the day-to-day -day slog of it all but my uh yesterday even i was uh, emailing my sister saying do you know these photographs of, that dad took at isle royal that <laughs> i know they're around there somewhere and it's like so because she she's living with my mother um on the farm where we grew up and um and so she she has more ready access to uh, my dad's studio and family photos and things like that. And so I, I, I call on her frequently for, you know, to, to dig things up. So. Well, I think personally, you and your sister have it easy compared to your poor mother. That was the Mark, that was the Marlon Perkins to Jim there with, you know, your dad putting her in front of the animals. That's yep. how <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. She's very good about it though. Yeah, she, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because she, uh, I, I think my, my mom uh, trained as an uh, emergency room nurse. And so I think she was, you know, prepared for, you know, drama like that, or, or maybe it was a nice diversion for her to, uh, you know, frighten snow leopards at the zoo or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all for the sake of art. Do you have an illustrate? I mean, do you have something there in your library that you could show us that you've illustrated? Just uh, sure. Let me. I need to uh, go off camera for a second, but I'll. Uh, I, I one's in reach. Actually. Okay. Hello. <laughs> lots, of, lots of, lots of his stuff on Amazon. Compare, you know. So yeah, have a, a quick look and see. If we see some similarities between the moose and what he has. <laughs> oh. Luckily, things are 
not all boarded up and put away. Um, whoops. Here actually is a, my, my first book, which I did 30 years ago now. Um, and it was very much inspired by my father's uh, um, uh, paintings, just because it was about a Newfoundland dog, which is you know, almost the closest thing to a bear. Um, so uh, there was a lot of pictures that, you know, I was trying to echo my father's uh, uh, sense of, of form and composition and, and things like that. Um, but as I said, more recently, I've been doing uh, fantasy uh, things. And unfortunately, I don't have the American edition, but here's the, the Dutch version of uh, a book that's in English. It's called The Book of Boy. Um, and it was a, a Newbery Honor um, uh, four years ago. Um, and for this one, there's also sorts of uh, uh, little, you know, head pieces and, yeah. and, and things. And um, uh, I do like uh, drawing maps um, a lot. So, so this is also fairly typical of, yeah. of what I do. Oh. Um, and and uh, I've been illustrating a couple of books by Kristen Kishore of this. Um, uh, the first book was called Graceling. Um, and so I do like the end papers with, you know, various critters and um, uh, again, more fantasy maps and what else? Um, Here was, you know, the uh, uh, frontispiece and, and stuff that I do, which is, it's uh, sort of harkens back to my dad's science fiction stuff, but I, I tend to have a medieval kind of, or, or you know, more early Renaissance uh, technique because I'm, I'm much more um, tentative. Um, but this one was also one of the books I illustrated uh, about 10 years ago. I think it's still in print. Too. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw it today on Amazon. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, mm -hmm. quite, quite so, a few of those. Yeah. So, yeah, stuff like this. But uh, that's pretty much <laughs> kind of stuff I do. So you can see how it, I, I, veered, yeah. I veered a bit way uh, off from my father's uh, world. But, um, uh, I'm still very much sort of inspired by by his his things. So. Yeah. Thank you. Wow, that was nice show and tell there. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I I'm glad I could reach them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jan, mm -hmm. your dad did Owl Moon, didn't he? Did he do Owl Moon? Yeah, I have okay. it uh, uh, <laughs> somewhere ready. That is. A family favorite of ours. <laughs> yeah. And a, and a winner, wasn't it? Do you yeah, know? The Caldecott. Caldecott winner. Yeah. Yeah. Just amazing books. Oops. Oh, wait. I have, it. I have another one. <laughs> Sorry. I, I could only find the, uh, the Swedish version. 
Bottom. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, here we go. Here's the, yeah. So, yes. so this was, because um, after, after doing, a, a, I forget how many picture books uh, Dad illustrated, because um, he also did chapter books like Fox and the Hound and Julie of the Wolves. Um, uh, and he did a lot of picture books, mostly about animals. But I think in his early 40s, he started feeling a little um, either burnt out or and wanted to do more painting. And so he devoted uh, more time to wildlife painting, um, like those moose things. And then Owl Moon uh, came along not long after my my niece was born. And um, uh, I think the, the, uh, uh, the grumpy curmudgeon that he <laughs> had become was, he thawed out a bit and, and wanted to make something, you know, uh, that would appeal to my niece and to other kids. And so it was a, a happy accident that he sort of fell back in with, with Owl Moon. Um, so, so yeah, it's, uh, it's sort of a different animal. And finally he could, uh, do it in, in full color, which was, uh, most of his earlier work, um, for, for picture book interiors, at least was, was black and white or very limited color, which, um, probably wasn't as, as satisfying as the full color work. So. Thank you. I have a question. Uh, how does it work with you uh, illustrating the, the young adult novel? Do you, is there like a matchmaker who says, oh, Jan should work with this author or, and then, and once you have the relationship established, how do you make something that both of you like? Um, well, in, uh, in both the cases of the, the, those two fantasy novels, um, uh, I was in pretty close touch with the authors, but, you know, first having been, you know, uh, 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 hired by the art director or the editor of the novel, um, uh, in both cases, I think they, they, they wanted something um, antique looking or something and, and um, knew that I kind of specialized in that, that um, method. And so, um, yeah, uh, it was, you know, just old connections that knew, knew the kind of work I did. Um, and, and not all the time do authors have a say over who does the illustrations and what they look like. Um, but in those two cases, the, the, the authors were involved and it was very uh, satisfying doing it that way because you could you know, really sort of zero in on what, what, uh, what they liked, so. Wow, well, thank you, Jan. I, I... 
it was a very nice talk. <laughs> yeah, and very interesting, you know, all of it I found. Yeah. So I'm glad that you were able to join our book club this evening. And yeah, uh, it was it was really informative. Thanks. I don't, I think it's really our first time kind of looking at illustrations, you know, right, Victor? So yes. it, 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 we've it, never it, gone into this kind of detail ever. Oh, ever. Wow. ever. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, there's so much that goes into making any book, you know, there's yeah. all these different aspects to it. And so to look at like illustrations in particular, that, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's funny how it's, people sort of imagine them just sort of, or, or some books just seem so fully formed uh, mm -hmm. when they appear, but, you know, it can be years that these things are put together. Um, so it's, it's uh, I love learning more about the process and, and just being aware of, you know, the, the struggles or the fun that people went through to put something together, so. Yeah. And I mean, just seeing those pictures, you know, that you found of your parents there, you know, it's just, it's so neat. Cause it's like, it's kind of putting the book to life, you know, and we get that a lot with authors and just the way they're talking about like their life, like their path, you can see, oh, that bits in the book, but to actually see the pictures and then you've got these pictures, you know, mm -hmm. it's fun. Yeah. so something a little different for us. So thank yeah. you so much. Well, I'm glad I could, uh, be of service yeah. and uh, next month everybody we are going to be meeting with hilton everett moore and we're going to be talking about his book north of nelson which is a short story collection all about um all set in the upper so please come back we always meet that's going to be on june i gotta check my calendar here the mm -hmm. second thursday in june which june 8th i think Eighth sounds right. Yeah. At six o'clock central, seven o'clock Eastern time. <laughs> we will see hopefully all of you back. Thank yep. you so much. And thank yep. you. You've been watching the UP Notable Books Club brought to you by the Upper Peninsula Publisher and Authors Association. To join or for more information, please visit us at www.upa.org or www.upnotable.com.